0: and welcome to episode 15 of the high sensitivity podcast if it's your first time listening to the podcast hello and welcome we here give opinions and reviews of games and movies that we play or watch over the week we try to keep things recent as that's what a lot of people are here for my name is barry
1: and my name is craig and let's
0: start with the first segment as always and craig if you had to guess what's the first segment
1: i'm gonna go with uh hot off the press news
0: yes you'd be right (laughs) And because we record and upload in less than 12 hours, it's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty hot news. It's fresh. Yes, it's right. It's right off. We don't let it. We don't let it sit there for a while. We don't let it cool down. It's really hot. We just put it in our mouths. It's, it's like a hot poop. I'm not, All right. I'm not, I might, we might cut that out. We'll see what happens Nope, here. we got to keep it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not cutting it out.
1: All right. That's a good uh, start. But,
0: yeah, I try to. Let's make them memorable. <laughs> Give me, give me uh, that Flash hot, Ma-
1: fresh news in my mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it doesn't get any hotter than uh, Crash Bandicoot's About Time announcement. Yes. Uh, we're finally seeing a new game come out for this series. And I'm, I'm not particular, I didn't grow up with this franchise, so I'm not particularly excited about it. But with the trailer that I watched, it does look like a lot of fun. It does look like it's a mix of old, and they're adding new elements as well. I, anybody who's a Crash Bandicoot fan, this is a win for.
1: Yeah, this is, I love Crash Bandicoot. I like the remakes. I'm kind of on the side of, I don't think we actually needed another one, but I think it's in good hands because they did a good job with the remake and also the Spyro remake. So I think we'll be okay. Um, It could end up being mediocre, but I'm somewhat excited for it, I guess.
0: Optimistic. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if they're going to be changing changing kind of the formula at all for this game because when the remasters came out everybody was talking about how this is you know another dark souls game it's so freaking hard and nobody <laughs> yep. remembers it being that hard uh, so i'm wondering if they're going to be changing anything with like the core formula when it comes to was it wasn't it like two hits and you're dead or and then you have three with the little uh and i don't remember the characters names yeah it's, uh,
1: it was uh, it was one unless you got the mask and then you could oh, get the you, you could get the mask uh three times and then the third time you picked it up it was like getting a star in super mario
0: okay all right yeah so with that i think they're really good at titling i'm gonna give them that like it's about time and it's about the time traveling stuff and the fact that a new one hasn't come out for a while uh people have reason to be excited for it hopefully they support it with their wallets I think think Crash Bandicoot, a lot of people have been asking it to come back, but I don't know whether or not this game is going to get lost in the plethora of other new games coming out this year, and especially for new consoles.
1: Yeah, I think the remake when they did that was them testing the waters on whether or not people were interested in Crash Bandicoot, and obviously they were. So I also wouldn't be surprised if we see a new Spyro come down the line as well. But I am a little... I, I get a little surprise around this time frame when you see a new game coming out, but that it's, I think this is supposed to come out in October. So, I mean, I, I would assume they'll probably put it in on next gen consoles as well, but this would have been a good launch title for new consoles, but obviously it's going to come out before that. They already said it's coming out for Xbox one and PS four. So I would assume yeah. we'll get it for new consoles too.
0: Yeah. Uh let's go with you Craig. What's on your list next?
1: Uh first thing I have is the Cyberpunk delay. Um moving yeah. from yeah. it was supposed to be September, right? And now uh, yeah. and now we're going back to November with a date that kind of looks like it could be a launch title maybe. For um next gen. Yeah. yeah, for next gens, which is kind of like for me it's kind of throwing me up in the air cuz I had it pre-ordered for Xbox 1 and I know if I buy it On Xbox One, it'll work on the Series X, but I'm the type of person that wants the the Series X case, not the Xbox One case. So I'm kind of up in there if I should just cancel my pre-order and just pre-order for next-gen or what I should do there. But that's assuming it even hits the November mark because their games tend to just keep getting delayed and delayed until they're 100% happy with the finished product, which is fine, but... I don't know. I, I'm not a hundred percent sold. This is going to make it to November either.
0: Yeah. Uh, CD project red is th- they're really good at making games. And I think for cyberpunk, this is their first test outside the waters of something like the Witcher, mm-hmm. uh, which they really worked on the Witcher and, you know, and all of that hard work showed Witcher three sold like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. And i I'm pretty sure only like 20 percent of people finished it because the game's so <laughs> gosh darn long. Yeah, with all those side quests. But I, I am excited for Cyberpunk because that is a game I think it. I think it's going for a more Far Cry feel. But I definitely think that Cyberpunk is going to execute it in such a way that's going to be a really fun futuristic take on a you know a cybernetic future. And Keanu Reeves is in it, so it's why true. not?
1: I'm putting a lot of faith in them because I was not a huge fan of the Witcher series. Not that I think they're bad games. I just couldn't really get into them. So I'm putting a lot of faith that this is going to hit for me and it may not end up hitting for me, but it looks like it will. I don't really see a reason why I would hate this game unless I do like a Witcher thing and just play it for a couple hours and until eh, it wasn't for me. But we'll Yeah.
0: See. My main concern is I'm going to have the same problem as I did with The Witcher, where I just get loaded with side quests in the first area of the game. And then mm-hmm. I'm spending five hours in those areas. Right. So it, despite what I, they say,
1: despite what they say about I'll just ignore the side quests, my brain does not let me. So if a game throws a ton at at me, I will usually end up not finishing the game because I can't ignore that.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: So hopefully it is good. I I don't think it will be a bad game, but hopefully it's something that keeps my attention.
0: Yeah. uh, So this is going to be the hottest and most freshest news that Mm. we're putting into your mouths. Okay. And it's Pokemon Unite uh, (laughs) was announced. This was probably the most unexpected announcement for me because I was really hoping for something along the lines of, like, uh, let's go remake of Gen 2 Mm -hmm. or remakes of Diamond and Pearl. They did say it was a new project. So none of those things added would have added up to my hopes, but you know a man can dream. <laughs> uh, it is a League of Legends type game. Uh, it's being made in development with Tencent, who also owns a decent amount of League of Legends, and it's also cross-platform, which I thought was very interesting. I watched the gameplay today, and it looks it looks as presented a League of Legends type of uh, type of game where. Killing wild Pokemon and the other team scores you points. Then you take those points to a base and you bank them. And then that's how you keep gaining points until your team wins. It's not something where where in League of Legends where, you know, you have to to defeat these towers to level up and then destroy the enemy's uh, base at the end. This looks different from that.
1: But you'll probably still have the super toxic community around it. Yeah, like I was the reading the, Legends.
0: I was reading the comments and it, they were kind of funny, where it was, uh, it, it was talking about how like they were using all of these League of Legends terms, like oh I can't wait to do you know waste management on a nine year old, and I don't know what kind <laughs> of term that is for League of Legends, it might not even be, but I thought it was funny, <laughs> I. The game has no planned release date yet. They only showed gameplay of it. It looks pretty well along from what I can tell, and it's going to be free to start. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm going to give this game a shot. I definitely think, like, I used to play League of Legends a little bit, and I used to play it with my friends. And if you're going to put that in Pokemon, I don't see why that won't hit with me. It looks like fun, and the fact that I can play on my Switch and I can play with my friends on mobile. as well so i think that's definitely a a big way to market everything together because i i do have a lot of friends that have switch but the fact that everybody has a cell phone and everybody can play with their cell phones means that i this game should hit a decent amount of people and i think this game is probably going to be a success regardless of how it actually reviews but the the pokemon they showed were mostly uh like first gen and then newer type pokemon So until we see, I guess, the list of quote unquote champions, I guess when they open up, I guess we'll see, uh, we won't know what else the game has to offer other
1: than that. Yeah, I've never touched League of Legends, mainly because I've heard of how toxic people who playing it can be. Um, And it does have, I thought it had a little bit of a steep learning curve, so I just never bothered with it. But this might be a good entry point, I guess, for me to go down that dark hole.
0: Yeah, one thing that can be hard about League of Legends is there's this whole buying equipment type part of the game where if you don't know what your character is, whether it's a tank or an attack or if it's a jungler, and I'm using all these terms that I can barely (laughs) recognize myself, if, if you pick the wrong items, then you're not, like, you're doing that legend a disservice or you're the champion, you're not using them right. I did not see them do that in Pokemon Unite which makes me think that this is going to be a much easier game to get into Uh, because even when I played league of legends for a little bit, the management, uh, the management of equipment and trying to decide what the heck to get. I always just asked my one friend who knew it, who knew a lot more than I did, you know what to get. And I just followed their, followed their lead. But if, if they take that out of if they take that out and just do not put in a Pokemon unite, I think it'll be a, a fun game where a lot of people can enjoy it pretty casually.
1: Yeah. Casual is, is the key there. As long as it doesn't get overrun by people taking it super serious, I think I would be interested in it and I think a lot more people would too. So hopefully it yeah, stays I, that way.
0: Yeah. I hope it ends up being crossplay with PC too. Cause I mm-hmm. think that's definitely a game that I'll be playing on PC more than my switch, right? Which I'll get, I'll get to why later. Uh, But with that, I'm going to go into the next uh, piece of news, which uh, Mixer now dies. Uh, Mixer (laughs) will die on July 22nd. Uh, And really the winner of all this are uh, Ninja and Shroud, who, based on reports, uh, they were Mixer dying and they're merging with Facebook Gaming. Facebook Gaming was offering them a lot of money, but Ninja and Shroud told them that they they wanted Mixer to buy them out. So mm-hmm. not only did Ninja and Shroud get paid, but now they're free agents to go wherever they want. So which if is they want obviously to back, back, back to Twitch. <laughs> yeah. So if they want to go back to Twitch, they're just going to go back to making the same millions of dollars that they were there, right. while counting the thirty million that you know the thirty million Ninja got and the ten million Shroud got. Yeah. So good for both those guys. They. Playing, playing, the system. I wonder. <laughs> they, I, I have to go with Ninja and Shroud knew about maybe two months into them coming into that platform. They probably knew that Mixer wasn't going to make it unless you know they got some, they got someone else to do it because there was a whole statistic chart brought out of the growth of these streaming platforms during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Twitch went up like a hundred percent. Watch time almost doubled. Facebook gaming even doubled a couple percentage points but Mixer like went 0.02% growth <laughs> during quarantine which isn't that's not enough for anybody and I think Mixer just decided to cut its losses which Microsoft is known for doing.
1: Yeah, they are. I, yeah, I know they Ninja and shroud both got a little bit of heat when they signed those deals with Mixer but you know for somebody like those guys, I mean Ninja's what the, if not the top he's one of the top streamers and he knows that no matter where he goes his people are going to follow him and continue to watch him so they end up looking really smart because you take that money that microsoft paid you and you know you only ended up having to stream on it for what a year if that yeah, and then I now, even think a year. now you take your 10 million or your 30 million plus the money you made on mixer because you didn't lose anything you probably had the same viewership and you just go right back to twitch where you were and keep making your money there's been some other streamers too that I've seen the past couple of days who have said that they also were offered from Mixer, they just turned it down. And you know, some of them are I think are kind of kicking themselves now. <laughs> Cause to go <laughs> to go to Mixer for a year for ten million dollars, I mean, I would do that too. Absolutely. Yeah. I just don't think and nobody's gonna take out Twitch ever. So no matter yeah, what no matter what they try, it's it's not gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I I think at some point, like, I think we're at a point where it's kind of the big three, like you have Twitch, of course, which is by far the biggest YouTube gaming, which a lot of people do stream on YouTube, because it's where they post their videos. It's easy, it's convenient, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then you have Facebook gaming, where that's where a lot of people go for, you know, their, their news to keep up with friends. And I think, I don't think Facebook gaming will get anywhere close to the popularity that Twitch or YouTube gaming has. Yeah. But I think, I think face, I think those are going to be the big three that we have for a while. Facebook has next to limited amount, unlimited amounts of money.
1: (laughs) There was a little story too that kind of branched off from this earlier this week about, you know, since they're getting rid of mixer and they were going to have it, basically anything mixer related was going to go right to Facebook gaming. There was, you know, some stories out there be like, oh, man, does that mean that Microsoft's new console is going to force you to sign in with your Facebook account with a Facebook account? And there was some pushback against that. But uh, Major Nelson did come out and say that Facebook gaming would not be anywhere near uh, the new Xbox console. So that's kind of a relief because I know a lot of people are not the biggest fans of Facebook right now. And it'd be crazy to think a console would force you to have a Facebook account. So that is thankfully not the the case there.
0: Yeah, and the losers of all this, of course, are going to be the smaller people that have spent Mm -hmm. the time on Mixer to build up a platform. What is nice is Mixer did say that uh, Facebook Gaming was offering, you know, a tiny bit of money if you went ahead and signed up for them uh you know before the cutoff date which i guess will be july 22nd mm-hmm. uh so that way they can continue streaming uh just exclusively on facebook gaming uh i i just feel really bad for those type of creators because people who've been with Mixer since the beginning probably have some sort of audience now yeah and the fact that it's, I feel like it's going to be a bit harder. Any any type of transition is going to be a bit hard to bring all of your fan base there. But if, if I was offering any type of suggestion, don't, don't go to Facebook gaming. Just start, <laughs> just start, just go to YouTube gaming or Twitch. Yeah. Uh, not only is it pretty easy to maintain everything, most of the people you talk to probably are, are you know, that are in your mixer probably already have a Twitch or YouTube at least.
1: So, yeah, you would think so.
0: Um, even though you'd be saying no to money up front from Facebook gaming, I, with, with everything going on with Facebook and I, I highly doubt you'll get anywhere near the type of like long-term revenue that you could, you know, going to a platform that's much bigger rather than trying to stay with something small and trying to help it grow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think any, I don't think Facebook gaming is going to get anybody big, honestly. Other than that, then they already have basically. Yeah. So I guess uh, f in the f in the chat for Mixer then. Even yeah, though I don't, I don't uh, think I ever watched it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've watched Mixer before, but only for like uh, I think Forza Horizon stuff. Okay. And even then, I hated the fact that Mixer was kind of on my Xbox while I was trying to maybe get to the store or something. Yeah. Like. I'm glad. I, I'm really glad that Xbox went ahead and said that, you know, you won't have to log into a Facebook account or anything like that for this. Because right. if I had to, I probably I would have been really pissed. Because yeah,
1: I, and I'm sure the you know Mixer was built into the Xbox. If you wanted to just stream directly from your Xbox, they made it really easy with Mixer. Um, you didn't need any extra equipment. You didn't need to go buy a capture card. You could just stream it. And I'm sure they'll probably do that on the next gen consoles with Facebook Gaming i'm sure it'll be on there somewhere but at least they're not going to force you to use a facebook account and i did i did enjoy some of the stuff that mixer tried to do like the ability that for your chat to be able to you know somewhat control your controller while you were playing i thought that was kind of a cool idea yeah but it just it just didn't work out and it happens i mean trying to take out twitch is never a good idea
0: yeah uh let's go to let's go ahead do you have anything else on there i have a few more news no nope, go my ahead part. go ahead all right so the next part is going to be the great review bomb of the last of us 2 yeah uh, especially from the user side if we're looking at it and you might have heard a little bit of typing on my part sorry uh <laughs> the last of us 2 on metacritic especially metacritic right now the critics are rating it at a 94 percent mm-hmm. which is it's really good. It's apparent it's rated the second best game of PS4, only behind, you know, Persona 5 Royal. Let's <laughs> let's be honest That's here. Fake. <laughs> uh, but the what's really generated a lot of controversy is the user score. So and this is actually crazy. This is the first time I'm looking at this. Mm-hmm. And this is the amount of people that have reviewed it is nuts. So the user score is 4.4, which of course isn't any good. Four point four um, out of
1: what ten? Yes, four point okay. four
0: out of ten, mm-hmm. and it is based on seventy eight thousand reviews. <laughs> and how many of those people I,
1: do you think actually played the game, though?
0: Now that's that's <laughs> going to be the the interesting part here because what we're looking at here, and I'm looking at the user reviews the the negative reviews almost double the positive and i do know that this game was review bombed really heavily because people were reviewing the game day of Mm -hmm. and were giving it zeros like and that's pretty obvious you didn't play the game if you're reviewing it day of and you know the moment that they allow you to post a user score you're posting it like that that definitely sets off red flags for everybody of course right uh yeah you know, I, I haven't finished last of us two yet. We'll get into that and in games played. Right. But I, I can never understand why review bomb something. I,
1: right. Do we know why is, they were review bombing it? What they were upset about?
0: A lot of people, because the spoilers came out, mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying that the writing sucked. Okay. Like they took the last of us to part two in a direction that they did not want it to go. Yeah. Now, I know
1: there was some pushback as well about the uh, the two of the main characters being a lesbian couple as well. Right?
0: Yeah. But that that's just based on people who don't want to be like right. progressive or, right. or like accepting with the times, which you know, there, we really don't have time for that anyway. Right. In in all honesty. If 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 you're not if you're not with that kind of thing being in video games, let like, you shouldn't I think I don't think you should be playing video games at all.
1: <laughs> right. It's correct
0: so it's uh i'm just kind of stunned and maybe that's why i'm stuttering so much right now as to Mm -hmm. this because i'm only two hours into the game and i guess i guess this i'll make this part of my game's played part (laughs) but i'm two hours in and this game is absolutely outstanding there Mm -hmm. is no uh, once i get further i'll have a better opinion on it but i'm two hours in and i'm hooked and They naughty dog knows what they did with the you know with what happens in the first two hours mm-hmm. uh, review bombing a game just doesn't make any sense to me if if you were one of the people that are spoiling it in like YouTube comments or spoiling it in the in the comments here on Metacritic, like what are you doing and why? <laughs> Like right. people are people are actually trying to get good opinions on games because for The Last of Us two, and a lot of a lot of other reviewers have been saying this about oh this game is a lot like this game is very violent it's very mm-hmm. stressful it's ve- it's all this stuff of course going on with COVID, but right. it it's outstanding to me that you know, how I've. I don't know how like critics reviews can just be so good. And it's, it's the same thing with the, the last Jedi star Wars, where it's very similar to that, where the critics loved it, but the users hated it. Yeah. And I would have been completely fine if we never got a last of us part uh, or a last of us part two, because the last of us I thought ended on a really like, on a really good note. Yeah. I, I guess is the word for it. Yeah, me too.
1: I didn't think I wasn't, you know, I was on the same boat that we didn't need another one, but it's, you know, since they made one, I'm definitely going to take it. I don't want to get super into it until we get to the games we played. Um, But I guess for me, I don't normally, I don't think I've ever based my decision on a game off of user reviews. I don't think I ever have. I don't usually base it off critic reviews either, but I guess it's just kind of confusing to me trying to figure out why they review bombed it because I successfully avoided all the spoilers that leaked early. And I've intentionally not looked at anything last of us related online because I'm still not done with it either. And I don't want to look at anything and potentially spoil something that I haven't gotten to yet. So I haven't like dug in to see why there's so much hate for this game, other than people saying, Oh, the story is bad. And obviously a lot of people didn't even play it unless they just read the spoilers, I guess. I don't know. I, just, I, I guess I just don't understand where all the hate came from all of a sudden, because it seemed like this was super hyped up forever. And then all of a sudden it comes out and everybody doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh,
0: the last part of the news before we go into the games played for the week is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2 was announced. This is a big deal for a lot of Castlevania fans and Bloodstained, uh, the original that came out on Switch and all the other consoles, too, was really highly reviewed. Mm-hmm it's a really good game and I the new game plus is a lot of fun with all the modifiers you can put to it to make the game feel newer but I wanted to put this in news because it's it, it's a really good thing I know bloodstained the uh, the original one that came out I it wasn't a game. I it wasn't a game that was superly like funded or had a lot of money b- bought into it. But people put their own money into this game, and it it sold really well. And people are supporting the game, so I'm glad that the developers have come out and announced it too. It's it's nice to hear, you know, good stories with games that aren't you know The Last of Us Two or something that isn't First Party or. St- uh exclusive or something that isn't you know the third in a treasured series
1: (laughs) yeah i'm excited i liked the first one a lot it was a lot of fun yeah did they give Uh, a release date or not
0: no i did not see a release date when i uh when i looked at the article but other than that we'll go ahead into straight into games played which Mm -hmm. for before we get into the last of us two i will say that i did finish assassin's creed odyssey the main campaign I did not finish the, all the DLC and I will eventually, but what I, what I did want to say is I didn't understand why people said to play as Cassandra rather than Alexios Mm -hmm. in this game. You could decide between playing male or female and at the ending, I really felt why and spoiler alert, if you plan (laughs) on playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Mm -hmm. but The character you choose, whether it's Alexius or Cassandra, their brother and sister, Uh, whoever you choose in the game, uh, further down the line in the story, your brother or sister ends up surviving this accident where you thought they were dead, and they end up being a villain in the game. Okay. So, I picked Alexius, so the villain was Cassandra. And throughout most of the game, I thought Cassandra was playing a really good villain. But then the ending I got, which I'm happy with because there are multiple endings to the game, Cassandra, Cassandra's villainy type thing just kind of it didn't sell me on the fact that you know she was crazy and now she suddenly turned to our side uh, with the villain. And apparently Alexios, if he's the villain in your game when you're playing as Cassandra, does a much better job of that. And I've seen clips and it, he really does sell. You know, the the crazy villain I've been, you know, abandoned by my family and raised by this cult type of thing. I know a lot of people don't understand what I'm saying <laughs> right now, but uh, I'm the, the game is a buy for me. I really had a lot of fun with it. I, I do admit the one flaw I had with this game is I was going through a lot of this campaign hoping to be overpowered by doing all the side missions so that I could enjoy the the story more rather than struggling with combat but the game at least in my setting reacted with whatever level i was at so if i was over leveled for something i would only ever be two levels above the side mission it would if the if the mission was originally for a level 35 and i was a level 40 Mm -hmm. it would um it would scale up to 38. So the, the mission would be harder for me. Mm-hmm. And I guess I get the point of that. You know, you want people to, to not have a walk in the park, easy time with all of the missions they're doing. But I was solely doing the side missions and all of the other mission stuff to be overpowered. And I never got there. <laughs> so
1: that's always a good feeling in a game when you can get to be overpowered like I enjoy yeah. that a lot and then I I enjoy doing all the side quests and then going back to the main storyline and and just wrecking everybody.
0: Yeah, so that would like, kind of bother me at, too. Right? Yeah, laughing at the face of your big boss cuz <laughs> you're this, you know, you're this giant with all this overpowered gear and you just slap him in the face and he's done. Yeah. You know, that's what I wanted but in this game you're only really two levels and it doesn't you don't get that overpowered feeling a lot of the time okay. which which it, which is what i wanted and when i found out the level cap wasn't 50 like in other assassin's creed games i just decided to go ahead and finish the main story okay and again it is a buy for me this i can see why this game was so popular and it and i am really excited for assassin's creed valhalla mm-hmm. so it, it which did is it supposed show- to be a
1: tighter experience right shorter yes, and tighter we- Yep.
0: Yeah, because Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'll admit it's huge.
1: So uh, when you when you beat the game, how many hours did you have in?
0: Sixty. <laughs> Sixty some odd okay. hours. Okay. And I didn't do all of the side missions because I kind of burned out on all the side missions. Mm-hmm. I didn't defeat all of the cultists because there's a branch where you can defeat all of the cult of cosmos. I didn't defeat all of them. Even though I do plan on going back to it, and the game makes it very easy to just kind of continue with your story, it's not one of those things where it brings you to the last save point. Okay. There's stuff to do after the end game, and cool. I've I was satisfied with my ending. Uh, you know, some some people died I didn't want to, but I got them. I got the main thing I wanted, okay. which I won't spoil that part for anybody. So, cool. It, it's a buy, and I will definitely f- make sure I'm on uh, Valhalla as soon as it comes out.
1: Yeah, if you can get 60-plus hours out of a game for something you can get for like 20 bucks now, that's that's a steal right there, especially with yeah. an engaging story like that. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I did play Desperados 3. I kind of forgot that I played that because of so much Last of Us, <laughs> but I did yeah. play that before Last of Us 2 came out. Um, I've never played any of the other Desperado games. I've never played any of the other games that uh, this game maker is known for. I think they did, they did like a a samurai one. It's like Shogun Warriors or something like that. Um, so for those who don't know, it is it's a top down view, kind of like a Diablo style, but it's emphasis on stealth. Um, and okay. obviously, obviously the Desperado series is like Western themed. Um, so I have no tie to the first two i did find out that the third one is a prequel so i'm not like missing any story from not playing the first two uh but this is i was surprised by how good this game is the stealth in it is pretty good um you have the ability because a lot of times you'll be controlling more than one character you have the ability to press a button and it'll kind of freeze time and you can plan out both characters to do moves at the same time and then when you're ready you hit a button and they'll both perform all those actions right in a row so you can set up like these elaborate uh stealth kills that you're gonna do um at you know at its core it's kind of like a a puzzle type game because you know each each map or whatever level or mission you kind of have to plan out exactly what you're gonna do because it gets pretty in depth with making sure you kill this person and you have to check this other person's vision cone to make sure that he's not going to see you. Then you got to hide the body. Um, it's it's pretty cool. The story's been not bad. Um, I would still be playing it if it wasn't for the last of us. And I'll probably go back to it once I finish the last of us, but I am uh, delightfully impressed so far with how good this game is. So I would definitely say it's a, it's probably a buy if you're in, if you're into that type of game or even if you haven't played it, if it sounds interesting, I enjoy any type of stealth game. It's just not your typical, like, splinter cell or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's not something... And it it also probably forces you to be stealthy. It's not something where, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it's the type of game... Right, right. If you get spotted, you could potentially still complete the mission, but it's going to be very, very hard. Um, Okay. It's the type of thing where, like, if they spot you, they're probably going to kill you in one or two hits anyway. So... And they give you a lot of things... To work with Uh, one of the characters can like flip a coin and that'll distract somebody and have them come over. Uh, The one guy has a big bear trap that he can lay down. Trying to think what else there are. Uh, You have a knife that you can throw, but then you have to go pick it up. Um, And then you also have obviously guns and that kind of stuff in there. But just tons of options that you can beat levels, which I like gives you, you know, creativity in your stealth kills.
0: So definitely check Mm -hmm. it
1: out. Or maybe check out and- the first two. I don't know how old they are. <laughs> <laughs> I've never looked.
0: All right. Well, let's get into why everybody's here. And yeah. I have talked about uh, my my experience with The Last of Us uh, 2 a little bit, but I know you're farther, so I'm more interested to hear about yours. Right. Uh, for, for me, I'm only two hours in, and it continues the same solid gameplay that the first one had. Mm-hmm. And it looks to tell even an emotion, uh, a, an even more emotional story. Yeah. Uh, if if you got a PS4, this is a must play game, just like Metacritic says for me. If uh, especially if you played the first one, of uh, the first one ends in a way that it, a lot of questions are kind of like, oh, okay, I've I don't know what happens there, but it it ends on a good note still, at least for me. I know that's kind of confusing to say <laughs> that it, it leaves a lot of questions unanswered, but the the Last of Us Two continues that. Uh, in my first two hours, I'm making sure you guys know that I'm not done the game yet.
1: Uh, <laughs> right. but This yeah, is gonna me- be it's gonna be hard talking about it because obviously we want to do like a spoiler podcast once we both finish. So it is kind of hard to navigate how you're going to discuss this game without ruining anything. But we'll try.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but for me, it's a buy craig you you spent a lot more time with this game Uh, yeah and i want i want you to have the floor with uh (laughs) with what you want to talk about with it all
1: right so i am 15 hours in i know everybody's saying this is about a 30 hour game so i would assume i'm about halfway but it does feel like i'm getting near the end but apparently i'm not so there must be some other things that are that are going to happen that i'm just not aware of yet i will say this too that uh my wife just started a couple of days ago playing the first one and kind of watching her play that one since I haven't played it in a long time. Uh, the improvements on the second one are so ridiculous going back, like just watching her play the first one. I'm like, man, they've come a long way, not just like graphically, but just the controls and everything are so much better, a lot smoother. And I probably never would have noticed if I wasn't watching her try to get through the first one. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to find the, the best way to not spoil anything. <laughs> I know I had texted you earlier in the week when I had first started. I think I was like five or six hours in. And I had said that as of right now, this is probably going to be in like my top games of all time, which is a, yeah. that's a lofty thing to put up there. But barring that like a, a high list. <laughs> yeah. A high lift. I, I would say for me, comfortable top 10 all time gaming in my life. Unless they mess up the ending here.
0: Um, the ending's paramount.
1: Yeah, so it could change. Um, but man, like, story-wise, it's good. It's given me a lot of Walking Dead vibes. But, like, first couple seasons of Walking Dead when it wasn't terrible. And I'm sorry if okay. you st- if you still watch that show and think <laughs> it's good. I do not. I personally think it went downhill fast. I stopped watching, I don't even know how many seasons ago. Right about, I watched, like, the first season when Negan came in so that's kind of an indication for everybody but you definitely get a lot of Walking Dead vibes here um there's definitely more of an emphasis on at least later in the game fighting actual people and not just like the clickers and the infected now which I mean that was you did a bunch of that in the first game but I feel like there was a lot more uh fighting clickers in the first game here and maybe I'm wrong but I think majority of it was fighting clickers in the first one. Um, Story-wise, the story is incredible. Again, it's not a game that I think needed to be made, but since it did get made, the story they're telling is fantastic. You know, they're going back and going to things from the first game and giving you, I guess, different viewpoints on everything that happened in the first game um, to give you kind of insight into the villain's mindset in this game, which is really cool. Um, doing a good job of making you see the villain's point of view and that they may not be as bad as you think they are, um, which is cool. Uh, how, I'm trying. There's so much tied into the story that it's very hard to talk about without bringing up specific points. And again, you're only a couple hours in and I don't want to like even hint to things that would ruin it for you. But as far as, you know, everybody saying that this game is brutal, a lot of people, you know, want to listen to a bunch of reviews, people saying that they couldn't play this game for more than an hour or two because of how intense it was. I don't see that. Um, I never felt like the game was so intense that I needed a break. Um, It is stressful, but I don't think it's stressful from the point of view of, you know, they, they show a lot of up close, brutal styles of killing. But I don't think it's anything that's that much worse than what we've seen in video games before. Um, yeah. Like her doing stealth kills, which you've seen in the first couple hours, they do do an up close view of her sticking her knife into somebody's neck. Um, but I mean, we've seen that in a Call of Duty game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not something that I think is over the top. Um, but as far as like, for me, what's stressful is they don't really give you that many breaks. Um, so as you get farther in, you kind of find that like, I am the type of person, if I'm going to stealth an area that they put in front of me, I want to try and kill everybody. And a lot, I found that as I went on, a lot of times I would just try and sneak my way through because it was just too stressful to try and go through and kill everybody. And if you kind of just sneak your way through and don't kill everybody, you may miss out on some supplies that you may need or want, but that's okay in my opinion, because I feel like I'm saving ammo or arrows by not actually killing everybody. The most stressful thing they added in this game was dogs. They're absolutely terrible and I hate them for putting them in this game. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was really brought up at all before this game came out, but whenever a dog is there um when you listen which is how you see where people are through walls and stuff you can see it like a trail that follows you and that's what the dog picks up on and sniffs and if they get a hold of that they don't ever stop following you so so you're trying to sneak around and kill everybody but you also have to keep moving or else the dog will catch up to you because it does not stop um they do say that like the first time I think I dealt with a dog, a little thing popped up that said like, oh, you can throw something to distract them. But I found that even if I were to like throw a bottle over to the other side, it would distract him, but he would still come back. So to me, that was super stressful. Anytime I see a dog, I'm automatically like, I hate this part. I don't want to do it. Um, I guess that's good on their part for making you feel that way. But it's just a lot of this game is, you you know, you're going to go through an area and try your best. It may take you a couple times depending on what difficulty you're playing on to get through that area. And then you'll get out and you know, you're like, "All right, I'm good." And then something else will immediately happen. Um or even when it goes to the cutscenes, some of the cutscenes can be stressful a little bit, too. Um there was an instance that I don't think it really ruins anything, but there are I don't know if you got to any workbenches yet when you played, did you? like to upgrade your weapons or anything like that so yes in the in the first two hours
0: you do get to experience like i guess a workbench I, I think that's what it was but i did get to upgrade my oh. gun That's not really a spoiler at all but yeah you do get one workbench
1: right right um yeah there was a part where i don't think it's important to the story or anything it was just kind of a random thing where I was in a house and I found a workbench and I went to set, you know, like you set your gun and you like undo your gun. Uh, There's like the animation that Elyon does her gun and she puts it on the table and then you pick what you want to upgrade. And as soon as I set it down, I got attacked by by somebody. Totally made me jump. Um, But it's just like that kind of stuff that keeps you on edge on this game. There's always like the, even when you, you know, whenever you clear out an area of all the enemies, your character will say something that kind of lets you know that the area is clear. Even when they do that, there's times where you're still kind of uneasy about like, Oh, if I go around this corner, something could, you know, some, some sort of cinematic event could happen. So they do a good job of never really making you feel comfortable that you're good to go in an area, whether it's other humans or clickers or, you know, whatever. Um, But you can definitely see if you played uncharted lost legacy you can see some of the stuff that they tried in that game that they used for this game uh there's big areas there's an area early on where they kind of it opens up into this big open world uh not open world but open area and they kind of give you a map and ellie marks off stuff on the map and you go check it out which they did in lost legacy as well so you can definitely see the stuff that they were I guess trying in the Uncharted expansion. I'll put that in quotation marks, and then perfecting it for The Last of Us. So controls are still good; they're tightened up. The shooting feels a lot better in this one than it did in the first one, and just in general, without going into any story details, the game is just like absolutely fantastic. So I can't wait to finish it and you know get my final opinion. Can't wait for you to finish it so that we can do the spoiler you know podcast and be able to get all this out there cuz I don't have anybody that I can talk to right now and this is a game that you wanted. <laughs> it's a game you just want to like run up to somebody you know who has played it and just be like oh my gosh can you believe this happened you know but I have to hold yeah. it all in for a while
0: <laughs> don't don't worry we're going to have our spoiler cast thing next week i i will finish this game by next week <laughs> i i can game hard when i need to
1: yeah i don't know though that i mean i i was thinking that too but I, there is you know part of me that I've been trying to average about three hours a day so that I can get through this, but three hours is about pushing my limit of how much I can play this game without needing to like, go do something else just to kind of chill for a little bit. So I guess in that instance, the early reviewers were correct. You do need breaks.
0: Yeah. Well, I've, you're talking to a man that's put like 12 hours into persona <laughs> five Royal on one day. If it's true. I can, I, I believe in my gaming prowess. Okay. Uh, And I I will get this game done, and we will have the spoiler cast out next week. If we don't, uh, (laughs) if we don't, I will buy a copy of The Last of Us, and we'll uh, give it away on podcast.
1: Okay. And also, I would say that like if if that kind of like underlying stress in a game keeps you from wanting to play this game, you still need to play it, especially if you play the first one. But maybe play on like the easier difficulty. And I don't think you'll get as much of that stress. I'm playing on the normal difficulty. I've never had a desire with this one or the first one to play it on the hard difficulty. More power to people who do. But like I want to actually enjoy the game and not have to replay areas 15 times. So, you know, maybe just play it on easy if you just want to see the story. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I got so far without going into the story, because that's going to be another that'll be an hour long podcast for sure.
0: All right. So before we get into movies, because I'm going to I'm going to be bad here. I didn't watch a single thing. (laughs) Uh, I it was Father's Day weekend. I had my family come up, so I was spending a lot of time with them. So I didn't really watch anything. But I do have a rant, my monthly rant. Give it to me. And what I can't believe is my freaking backlog right now. How can, how can the game, this is supposed to be the downtime of downtime of games where you catch up on your backlog, Yeah, but it is crazy how stupid my backlog for my Switch is. Okay. I, I've, i I've gotten into Xenoblade a little bit, but I haven't finished it. I never finished Fire Emblem, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE, Sharp FE Definitive Edition yet i still haven't finished shantae i i'm just trying to think i still haven't picked back up animal crossing in in a while Mm -hmm. i i put the time into uh minecraft dungeons to where i could review it but i never finished it i downloaded uh near automata but i've never played it okay it in a world where all of these games are Fighting for my attention all at once I hate the fact that I never feel like I'm caught up right now uh okay with with my playstation you know I've 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 been able to keep up with the exclusives I've been able to play them and when it comes to the Xbox I've been able to keep up with their exclusives as well but for me and my Switch uh, I want to play the new Pokemon stuff but I've I, I need to finish The Last of Us. I gotta have that and have to talk about it because The Last of Us is a game that I'm more into right now. Mm-hmm. And I just feel bad for my Switch. I'm looking at my Switch right now <laughs> and it's shedding a tear at me. yeah. Uh, because, you know, I haven't even... I still have one more playthrough a Fire Emblem to do and I still haven't played that. It's... I guess my freaking backlog is also me ignoring my Switch. Yeah. Because I was uh, supposed... Go ahead. I was supposed to go on vacation where I'm not going to have my Xbox or PlayStation. I was supposed to be caught up on all of this. (laughs) But of course, the vacation was canceled due to the virus Mm -hmm. and everything else going on in the world. So my Switch is just it's collecting dust other than when I'm playing Smash on stream. And let's be honest, if you guys have been watching me on stream, it's pretty pathetic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least you're having fun playing. Right. I don't
0: even know if I'm having fun. <laughs> I, I, I'm losing all the yeah. time.
1: Well, I think personally, the whole backlog thing sucks. But at least for me, it's my own doing because I have such a bad habit of seeing stuff on sale and being like, "Oh, I'll pick that up. I'll get to it," and then it just keeps piling up and piling up. Like even, obviously, the Xbox is my primary console, and I use the PS4 mainly for the exclusives and I had picked up Detroit when it was cheap and I picked up horizon when it was cheap and those are games that I still haven't beaten obviously I'm playing through the last of us now and then I would think that I'll probably go back and finish Detroit and maybe go to horizon but there's a solid probably eight to ten games at least on the Xbox that I haven't even touched yet and there's a couple games on switch also my switch always collects dust for whatever reason it's my most neglected console i just don't ever touch it i played through the entirety of super mario odyssey when i first bought it and i really haven't touched it much since besides mario maker every once in a while um but i think it's primarily our fault just because we have this need to just buy everything when it's on sale and and say we'll get to it later it's the same thing with people on pc with steam sale you see all those games like, oh, that's a dollar. That's five dollars. I'll get that. I'll get to it later. And you just never do. And it's sad because I know a lot of these games I'm looking over at my games are very good games and I'll enjoy them. But I just don't know if I'll ever get to them. It just sucks. <laughs> I guess that's a first world problem, though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it is. You know, It's a gaming problem right because and i'll even mention it too i i want to stream persona 4 golden because it came out on on steam yeah but i every time i get home right now and i i know there's a lot of things going on in the world i'm just super drained Mm -hmm. and like i can't just be bouncing between all these games i gotta stick to one right and uh, right now i guess the next one is the last of us and probably by the time i finish the last of us i'm gonna want to play ghost shishima which comes out in july
1: right yeah, I haven't even turned my Xbox on since Friday when I bought The Last of Us, so I am singularly like focused in on that game, and I want to keep doing that as well. So, like after this is done, I think it'll probably be Detroit. I just want to focus in on that, and then maybe I'll pick something else um, until Ghost comes out because that's yeah. probably the next big one. Um, and then there's a couple other games I think in July. I know we have like. For me, the Tony Hawk remake is in September, I think Um, we got skater XL comes out at the end of July, which I'll be fully into there for at least a little bit. Um, There's just, you know, this this usually is the the downtime for gaming, but it does seem like this year more than most years. I'm just I usually get through my majority of my backlog at this time, but it's just not happening this year. Yeah, Uh, maybe it's Call of Duty's fault for me playing too much call of duty or when I should have been playing other games I just can't help it
0: <laughs> yeah and I I'm playing apex when I should probably be playing other games too
1: yeah but as long as we're as long as you're having fun you know that's really all that matters it's not our it's not our job yet to get through these games so
0: fair i i I, w- <laughs> I, I want I want it to be a job man that be correct
1: so- i but, always think uh, about everybody who gets paid to do this and think like you know they should get through their games because I know they have other things they do, but like the majority of your day-to-day job is just playing games. I could yeah. do that. <laughs>
0: but uh, go go ahead into the movies. I, I won't be able okay. to offer much, but I, That's it, fine. This, is, this is your floor.
1: <laughs> All right. So I watched one movie and I started a new TV series that I thought was noteworthy. I think I watched some other stuff, but this is the stuff I remember that stuck with me. So on Netflix, there was a movie that came out called Lost Bullet. Uh, this so was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I watched the trailer for, you know, a couple weeks ago and I added it cause it looked interesting. Um, it had the issue for me that this is a foreign film. I think it's a French film and the original trailer was with dubbed English voices. And I hate that. I absolutely yeah. hate being dubbed stuff. I'm pretty sure we've talked about that before. So, you know, I took the dub off. And went straight with just the French audio with English subtitles, and it was fine. I just, it means I have to pay attention the whole time. I can't look at my phone. Je ne um, sais quoi. <laughs> yeah. So, I, on its surface, from looking at the trailer, it kind of looked, I was like, oh, this is like a French Fast and Furious here. This looks pretty cool. There's like, there's a bunch of car action. And I was like, all right, I can get into this. Um, basic gist of the movie is there is a guy who gets sent to jail. He gets taken out of jail by the police to help them uh, build their cars because he's a mechanic to catch up to, I guess, drug smugglers who are, you know, running drugs on the interstate. I what do you call it? As I don't think it's the Autobahn. That's in Germany. Whatever. On the highway with their super fast cars and the cops can't keep up. So they pull this guy out of jail because he's a great mechanic and he's going to fix their cars to be able to catch up to them and withstand punishment trying to take these cars off the road. Um, And then, you know, the whole main story here is the cop that gets him out of jail ends up being double-crossed by other cops, obviously, because there's always dirty cops in movies, I guess in real life too. Um, (laughs) But he's in a car with this cop and the cop ends up getting shot and the bullet gets lodged in the dash of this car. Um, The dirty cops then have the car, Burned to destroy all evidence, except the car doesn't get burned. So, you're, you know, your, uh, I guess, issue with the movie is he's trying to get this car and get it back to uh, a different cop. I think she's a cop. I'm not sure. She may be some sort of FBI type deal, but that's the whole issue of the movie here. There's a lot of good action. There's a lot of good uh, car chase scenes. There's some interesting hand to hand combat that kind of reminded me of if you've ever seen The Raid. Uh, kind of like that. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Obviously, it's a foreign film, so if you're not into reading subtitles, it's not going to be for you. But the action was was top-notch. It, it looked like something you would see in a theater. And it was an entertaining hour and a half of my life, and I didn't regret watching it. So it's on Netflix. You can watch it for free. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, just don't do the dubs unless you're into that, because I hate when lips and voices don't match up. It throws me off. And I also side rant here where do they get these people to do dubbings because they're always terrible like where where do they come from they never have emotion i just don't get it like do they pull people off the street and be like hey read these lines it doesn't matter if you're into it or not just read these lines so
0: i'll I'll read some lines for netflix just send me (laughs) a script
1: i just don't get it every time i try to watch it there's like no emotion from these people doing these lines like, it can't be that hard if you're an actor, I guess, to put emotion into it. But that's a side rant. I'm not going to get it too far into that. But check out the movie if you're into action movies with some car action, some fighting and all that. It's a nice little distraction. And then uh, the TV show I started watching is on Amazon Prime and it is called Uploads. It's from the guy who did The Office and Parks and Recreation. Okay. Um, if, if you've ever seen uh, The Good Place, I don't know if you watched that, Barry, or not. Um,
0: The the Good Place? I I have seen a couple episodes and I have heard of it yet.
1: So it has a little bit of a Good Place vibe to it. Uh, Your basic concept of the show is uh, people, before they die, you have the option that you can either die like a normal person does or you can have your subconscious uploaded uh, into a virtual environment and that is where you live once you die. Um, Sweet. Yeah. But the you know the issue here is that you have to pay, or you know whoever is left behind for you has to pay monthly, for you to continue to exist in this uh, virtual space. Um, the main character, he gets into a car accident, and it seems like he's gonna be okay when they take him to the hospital. But his girlfriend is like pushing for him to upload himself <laughs> instead of getting. You basically, you know, they give him two options of like, hey, we can take you into surgery and you might survive, or we could upload you and just kill you now. And that's the two options they give him. Uh, you know, and his girlfriend pressures him into doing the upload. But she is paying for him to be in like the nice version of the upload. So he has like the best food, he has a nice room. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Like he can do pretty much whatever he wants. Um the thing that I really enjoy about this show is the little stuff, right? So, you know, the first day that he's there, he comes down in the morning, he asks where breakfast is, and he comes down in the morning because he realizes in his room he has a mini bar uh, and he can like swipe through to get different things. And there's a lot of like they I don't know if they pay, but like there's a lot of name brand stuff in this show, but they use it in a good way. It's pretty funny. And like he goes to take like some uh, a coffee. And it pops up as, like, in-app purchase, uh, $3.99 or something like that. And he he doesn't have control of his account. His girlfriend does, so he can't buy anything. But uh, he goes downstairs to, like, you know, a buffet, breakfast buffet. And there's a guy down there trying to give people Orbitz gum on repeat because he's an ad. He's, like, a pop-up ad. Um, so it's that kind of humor, and it's, it's very, very funny. Um, they show you the people who uh, don't have as much money, I guess, and they live in the lower sections and they have so many gigabytes of data a month that they have. And once they hit that cap, they can't move anymore. So they're just frozen until their, their data resets next month. Okay. Um, interesting. <laughs> they have like the, there's a kid down there reading a Harry Potter book, but it's only the first couple pages because you have to pay for the rest of the book. Um, it's just like little stuff like that, that like somebody like our generation or, you know, younger who's used to in-app purchases, And, you know, freeware and that kind of stuff. Like, you get all this stuff, and it's very, very funny. Um, It is on Amazon Prime, so you have to have a Prime subscription. But I've been really, really enjoying it. Um, And they're like half-hour episodes. I think it just came out, so they only have season one. I think it has 12 episodes or something like that. So you could get through it in like six hours. That's like a day for you to binge-watch something, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have that much time. Yeah, I got it.
1: (laughs) So I would, this is a definite checkout for me. I've been like, some of this stuff has had me dying laughing and it was just kind of something that I happened upon. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I'll give it a shot. And I've been really, really enjoying it. Um, If you know Stephen Amell, you know, he plays Arrow, I believe it's his brother who's like the main character in the show. Um, But yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I've been having a blast watching. I think I'm like halfway through the season and Every episode has had at least a couple moments where I've been laughing, actually laughing out loud, which doesn't happen very often for me. So, this is a definite watch. Check it out. If you have Amazon Prime, 100% check it out. Cool. Yeah, those are the two things I watched.
0: All right. Well, that's going to be it for our podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And make sure if you're interested in following us on some of our other stuff, we have a Twitter, an Instagram, a Twitch. Uh, and also just follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn. If you look up High Sensitivity Podcast, I hope we come up uh, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, again, hope you guys listen to end. if you have any questions or are looking to send us a hypothetical or want more of an opinion on a game or something like that, you can email us at high sensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. But with that... <laughs> Uh, my name's Barry and I will see you guys next time.
1: See you later.